Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be uh, Helaman chapter 11. Now, in the last chapter, Nephi has been preaching among the Nephites, and they are just not repenting. There's a division now among the people, and, um, and there's sort of a civil war happening here, and they're trying to kill each other because of their beliefs or unbeliefs. Chapter 11, verse 1. And now it came to pass in the 70 and second year, so this is around 20 B.C., of the reign of the judges that the contentions did increase, insomuch that there were wars throughout all the land among all the people of Nephi. And it was this secret band of robbers who did carry on this work of destruction and wickedness. And this war did last all that year, and in the 70 and third year it did also last. And it came to pass that in this year Nephi did cry unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, do not suffer that this people shall be destroyed by the sword, but, O Lord, rather let there be a famine in the land to stir them up in remembrance of the Lord their God, and perhaps they will repent and turn unto thee. Famine is one of heaven's most eloquent sermons. When virtually all else has failed to get the attention of the rebellious and turn them to God, famines have succeeded. Famines can strip men of even of every sense of self-sufficiency and turn their eyes and ears to the voice of heaven. In this story, it seems that Nephi felt that the people simply did not see the connection between devastating war and their sinful ways. And that was by Millet McConkie. Verse 5, And so it was done, according to the words of Nephi, and there was a great famine upon the land among all the people of Nephi. So as Nephi has this sealing power uh, that he can command the elements as well, uh, this is the apostolic power that we have today. And thus in the seventy and fourth year the famine did continue, and the work of destruction did cease by the sword, but became sore by famine. And this work of destruction did also continue in the seventy and fifth year, for the earth was smitten that it was dry, and did not yield forth grain in the season of grain. And the whole earth was smitten, even among the Lamanites as well as among the Nephites, so that they were smitten that they did perish by thousands in the more wicked parts of the, of the land. Joseph Smith said, The destroying angel will exercise his tremendous mission upon the children of disobedience and destroy the workers of iniquity, while the saints will be gathered out from among them and stand in holy places ready to meet the bridegroom when he comes. Remember that we've had a lot of Nephites that have departed into the north countries um, to avoid uh, this famine and to avoid the destruction from the Lamanites. Verse 7, And it came to pass that the people saw that they were about to perish by famine, and they began to remember the Lord their God, and they began to remember the words of Nephi. And the people began to plead with their chief judges and their leaders that they would say unto, the, unto Nephi, Behold, we know that thou art a man of God, and therefore cry unto the Lord our God that he, will, that he turn away from us this famine, lest all the words which thou hast spoken concerning our destruction be fulfilled. And it came to pass that the judges did say unto Nephi, according to the words which has been des desired. And it came to pass that when Nephi saw that the people had repented and did humble themselves in sackcloth, he cried again unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, behold, this people repenteth, and they have swept away the, the band of Gadianton from amongst them, insomuch that they have become extinct, and they have concealed their secret plans in the earth. 
Now, O Lord, because of this their humility, wilt thou turn away thine anger, and let thine anger be appeased in the destruction of those wicked men whom thou hast already destroyed. O Lord, wilt thou turn away thine anger, yea, thy fierce anger, and, and cause that this famine may cease in this land? O Lord, wilt thou hearken unto me, and cause that it may be done according to my words, and send forth rain upon the face of the earth, that they shall that sh, that she may bring forth her fruit and her grain in the season of grain? O Lord, thou didst hearken unto my words when I said, Let there be a famine, that the pestilence of the sword might cease. And I know that thou wilt, even at this time, hearken unto my words, for thou saidst that if this people repent, I will spare them. Yea, O Lord, and thou seest that they have repented because of the famine and the pestilence and destruction which has come unto them. And now, O Lord, wilt thou turn away thine anger and try again if they will serve thee? And if so, O Lord, thou canst bless them according to thy words which thou hast said. And it came to pass in the seventy and sixth year, so this is now the 16 BC, the Lord did turn away his anger from the people and cause that rain should fall upon the earth, insomuch that it did bring forth her fruit in the season of her fruit. And it came to pass that it did bring forth her grain in the season of her grain. And behold, the people did rejoice and glorify God, and the whole face of the land was filled with rejoicing. And they did no more seek to destroy Nephi, good thing, he's the one that's helping them, but they did esteem him as a great prophet and a man of God, having great power and authority given unto him from God. And behold, Lehi, his brother, was not a whit behind him as to things pertaining to righteousness. Sounds a lot like uh, Hiram Smith, Joseph's brother. George Q. Cannon said, But Lehi was scarcely a whit behind him in the power of God that he attained unto, and the blessings that were bestowed upon him. So it is with us. If we will live for these blessings, there is no limit to them. The only limit is our faith. If we have no faith, if we do not qualify ourselves, if we do not live near unto the Lord and seek unto him for power and for gifts and graces, he will not bestow these blessings upon us. Every one of you, brethren, who bear the holy priesthood should be in such close communication with the Lord that you will know for yourselves all things pertaining to your duties, that you will not need to be taught, or if you are taught, that you will understand in a moment that what is required of you. Verse 20, And thus it came to pass that the people of Nephi began to prosper again in the land, and began to build up their waste places, and began to multiply and spread, even until they did cover the whole face of the land, both on the northward and on the southward, from the sea west to the sea east. And it came to pass that the seventy and sixth year did end in peace, and the seventy and seventh year began in peace, and the church did spread throughout the face of all the land. And the more part of the people, both the Nephites and the Lamanites, did belong to the church, and they did have exceedingly great peace in the land, and thus ended the seventy and seventh year. And also they had peace in the seventy and eighth year, save it were for a few contentions, concerning the points of doctrine which had been laid down by the prophets. Dallin Oaks said, It is noteworthy that the Savior did not limit his teaching about disputations and contention to those who had wrong ideas about doctrine or procedure. He forbade disputations and contention by everyone. The commandment to avoid contention applies to those who are right as well as to those who are wrong. Joseph F. Smith said, You find the spirit of contention only among apostates and those who have denied the faith, those who have turned away from the truth and have become enemies to God and his work. There you will find the spirit of contention, the spirit of strife. There you will find them wanting to argue the question and to dispute with you all the time. Their food, their meat, and their drink is contention, which is abominable in the sight of the Lord. We do not contend. We are not contentious. For if we were, to, if we, were we would grieve the spirit of the Lord from us, just as apostates do and, and have always done. 
Verse 23, And in the seventy and ninth year there began to be much strife, but, in the, but it came to pass that Nephi and Lehi and many of their brethren who knew concerning the true points of doctrine, having many revelations daily, therefore they did preach unto the people, insomuch that they did put an end to their strife in that same year. This is a definite relationship, or there is a definite relationship between knowing the true points of doctrine and having many revelations daily. Knowledge alone is not a barometer of righteousness, but certain knowledge, when learned and lived, points one toward that redemption which is in Christ and the abundant life that is available to the true disciple. In addition, those who know the doctrines of salvation teach the doctrines of salvation. There is strength in their testimony and power in their words. Those who preach by the power of the Holy Ghost, Elder McConkie said, use the scriptures as their basic source of knowledge and doctrine. They begin with what the Lord has before revealed to other inspired men, but it is the practice of the Lord to give added knowledge to those upon whose hearts the true meanings and intents of the scriptures have been impressed. Many great doctrinal revelations come to those who preach from the scriptures when they are in tune with the infinite. The Lord lets them know, first, the full and complete meaning of the scriptures they are expounding, and then he ofttimes expands their views so that new truths flood in upon them, and they learn added things that those who do not follow such a course can never know. Elder Maxwell said, The living God can give much operational revelation to the living church, just as he is doing in, in the true and living church today. We read of how during a strife-filled period of time around 12 BC, leaders and some of their brethren who knew concerning the true points of doctrine were having many revelations daily. Therefore, they did preach unto the people, insomuch that they did put an end to their strife in that same year. The quantity of revelations was obviously very great, though we do not at this point know much concerning their content and they were sufficient unto the needs of their day. Doctrinal revelation is more occasional since the great foundation of the doctrine has been laid in the early days of this dispensation and before. So what Elder Maxwell is saying is that there won't be a whole lot of revelations given regarding doctrine because we've, we've pretty much got most of it. Now there might be some that, that come out, but for the most part, most of the doctrines that we teach have been, have been taught. Verse 24, and it came to pass in that in the 80th year, this is 12 BC, of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, there were a certain number of the dissenters from the people of Nephi who had some years before gone over unto the Lamanites and taken upon themselves the name of Lamanites, and also a certain number who were real descendants of the Lamanites being stirred up to anger by them or by those dissenters. Therefore, they commenced a war with their brethren. Here we go again. More fighting. I hate that. The Book of Mormon is careful to specify that the terms Lamanite and Nephite are used in a loose and general sense to designate not racial, but political, military, religious, and cultural divisions and groupings of people. The Lamanite and Nephite divisions was tribal rather than racial, each of the main groups representing an amalgamation of tribes that retained their identity. That was by Hugh Nibley. Verse 25, and they did commit murder and plunder, and then they would retreat back into the mountains and into the wilderness and secret places, hiding themselves that they could not be discovered, receiving daily an addition to their numbers, insomuch as there were dissenters that went forth unto them. And thus in time, yea, even in the space of not many years, they became an exceedingly great band of robbers, and they did search out all the secret plans of Gadian, and thus they became robbers of Gadian. So here we go again with uh, Gadian robbers. Now behold, these robbers did make great havoc, yea, even great destruction among the people of Nephi, and also among the people of the Lamanites. And it came to pass that it was expedient that there should be a stop put to this work of destruction. Therefore they sent an army of strong men into the wilderness and upon the mountains to search out this band of robbers and to destroy them. It sounds like Nephi uh, gave up on the famine too soon. But behold, it came to pass that in that same year they were driven back even into their own lands, and thus ended the 80th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. 
And it came to pass in the commencement of the eighty and first year, they did go forth again against the band of robbers, and did destroy many, and they were also visited with much destruction. And they were again obliged to return out of the wilderness and out of the mountains unto their own lands, because of the exceeding greatness of the numbers of those robbers who infested the mountains and the wilderness. And it came to pass that thus ended this year, and the robbers did still increase and wax strong, insomuch that they did defy the whole armies of the Nephites and also of the Lamanites, and they did cause great fear to come unto the people upon all the face of the land. Yea, for they did visit many parts of the land, and did do great destruction unto them. Yea, did kill many, and did carry away others captive into the wilderness. Yea, and more especially their women and their children. Now this great evil which came upon, which came unto the people because of their iniquity, did stir them up again in remembrance of the Lord their God. And thus ended the eighty and first year of the reign of the judges. And in the eighty and second year they began again to forget the Lord their God. And in the eighty and third year they began to, to wax strong in iniquity. And in the eighty and fourth year, they did not mend their ways. And it came to pass in the eighty and fifth year, now we're down to seven BC, they did wax stronger and stronger in their pride, in their wickedness, and thus they were ripening again for destruction. And so here we are with the Nephites, uh, Lamanites, ripening for destruction. They've had prophets among them to teach them, and yet they're not following uh, the commandments of the Lord. We'll see what happens in the next chapter. See you next time. Bye.